Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Happy 20th anniversary, Warrior Cats. Woo! You did it. You're 20. Next year, Firestar can drink. I mean, he shouldn't. He's a cat and cats should not have alcohol. Even magic cats. We're so proud of you. You made it. 20 years and it doesn't show any sign of stopping. It's gonna keep going and going and going. And even if it does stop, we'll still be here. Even if it does stop, we still have about 90 books to cover. We can't keep up and that's okay. (laughs) But... You guys might be like, what are, uh, what, are we, what are we doing on this feed? Why are we here right now? What What's going on? This isn't what we usually post. Maureen, what, why, why are we here right now? Uh, because Into the Wild was published on January 21st, 2003, 20 years ago. So why not celebrate it by reading an entirely different book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um... Brenna really wanted to find out more about our good friend Goosefeather. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do the entirety of Goosefeather's curse right now. And it's going to be good. And you guys know how I can like definitely stretch one chapter into like four episodes. So this probably won't be a problem. <laughs> I believe in us. I believe in me. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to just go as long as we gotta. It's Goosefeather's what? Curse. Curse. Ten chapters. You said you had an intro. Was that the intro? Yeah, I, I, I have a little story. Okay. Um, so I'm actually, uh, maybe as you're listening to this, I'm having a Warrior Cats party because I am that extra. I'm so sad I can't be there physically. Yeah. I'm hoping there's some real cool stuff coming out on YouTube. I have no uh, way of actually knowing, but uh, we're also going to watch Felidae and I'm going to hopefully have some cutout cookies, cat cutout cookies made, and I'm going to be... Maybe a themed cocktail if I can figure one out. And my girlfriend's like, what What day is this happening again? And I was like, she's like, the 25th? And I was like, no, the 21st. And she looks at me and goes, but that's our anniversary. Oh my god. And in her defense, it was the day, it was, it was the anniversary of our first ever date. Not the anniversary of when we like started dating, but it was the first ever date. And I said, well, babe, you can't divorce me and warrior cats. I, it is insane. It is, it is like one of those crazy, like, like universe things that you started dating your girlfriend on the same. I know it's not your guys like, eh, like, you know, official, like when you became official date, but like still your first date. Yeah. I'm like, you just kind of gotta, like, it's, if I it's think our she anniversary, understands. it's always going to be warrior cats anniversary too. You can't change that. You must share if not equal space. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you want to marry me, you're also marrying Firestar. <laughs> She's like, can I marry literally any of the other cats? Oh, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so we'll be having, I mean, we were, we have talked about, like, when we officially, when we actually had, like, the talk of dating was, like, February 7th or something. Mm-hmm. After you guys, so like, like, had COVID and were stuck together. <laughs> That was no. That was before we actually started dating. No, I know, I know. <laughs> so you had this conversation yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I do kind of like the the thought of us having our anniversary on Warrior Cats Day. So, oh gosh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be a fun one, that's for sure. So hopefully, I'm having a great time right now. Um, 
and my birthday's in two days. So I'm inviting some work friends and stuff. And it's like, indulge me. You can pretend it's my birthday. Indulge me. I know one of, um, one of our, uh, wonderful listeners shared with me a recipe because I was talking about gingerbread cookies <gasps> and they actually sent me like a friend's great grandmother's, uh, ginger cookies. So, and I have Ooh. cat cutouts, so I might, I might have to check that out. I might have to try that out. Thank you, uh, to the, uh, uh, reader who sent that, um, at the end of the summer. Or, yeah, sorry, you listener. can, you can have your own party. What a, what a great way to celebrate it. Um, let's also, folks, this is why we're having this bonus episode here. Uh, so we can celebrate with you by giving you guys a little bonus episode. Yeah, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tinkle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? And I was just going to say, all credit for this idea goes entirely to Maureen, because she's like, Brenna, the anniversary's coming up. I was like, whose anniversary? <laughs> she's like, for the series we talk about every week. I'm like, oh, okay. We did, we did, I did make all of you in 2018, we did kind of celebrate this because Five Giants came out on YouTube, and I I was able to use my birthday to get all my friends to sit and watch it repeatedly with me. Wasn't that like kind of like the inception of this conception? No, no, we were already doing the podcast by oh, then. Yeah. I, I have the so memory I was, of a sieve. Was... I have a sieve memory. So. Oh, I know. Would you like some book? Yes. I love the book facts. Book info? Yes. So Goose Feathers curse was published september 1st 2015 and actually i forgot um the novellas are published in groups of three. Oh, so it was within um shadows of the clans would have been that was the series i was publishing at the same time no 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 that was um that was the group of three yeah yeah the group of the group of three books that um so it was called shadows of the clans and it had uh, Goose Feathers Curse. It had Maple Shades novella. And no, nah, we'll we'll meet her in a while. And Ravenpaw's Farewell. Oh. Shadows of the Clans. But this book came out September 1st, 2015, and was actually released while Dawn of the Clans was being released, which is the prequel series that comes after series four. That's so recent in comparison to most of the books we cover right now. Right? Because, I mean, if you're listening to this out of order, we're recording this and we're still stuck in the second series, so. Yep. Well, this was written by Victoria Holmes. And it was originally called Goosefeather's Madness. Mm. It was like the original working title. Without further ado, shall we? Yes. And uh, forgive me... Uh, all of my name mistakes I'll make in here. <laughs> because they have a billion different names for every cat. I've <laughs> already forgiven you. Thank you. An elderly she-cat is telling Goose Kit a scary story about Tiger Clan. But his mother calls him out. It's a beautiful day. And the elder encourages him. There will be time to finish the story later. I just realized I have, like, no... We have no... I have no context for this cat. I literally... I know no one who is probably alive right now, huh? 
Um, I mean, you will have uh, met some, uh, much of them in uh, Blue Star's Prophecy. Yeah, I know, Not but that's, like, them, that's a been a hot minute since... Yes, it has. And let me just say, we've got some great names in this book. There are some really fun names. Okay. So Goose Kit goes outside and gets knocked over by a moss ball from the other kits, and Moon Kit comes up to her brother. He's fine. <laughs> and Moon Kit is obviously, ends up being Blue Star's mom. Yes. Yes. Got it. So Moon Kit, Poppy Kit, and Heron Kit keep playing. And Goose Kit's mother, Daisy Toe, oh, what a name, says he should join in more. And he's afraid he'll never grow big enough to become a warrior. Daisy Toe. Daisy Toe. Also, dang, dude, you're already foreshadowing it. You're already predicting your own life a little bit there, huh? (laughs) I mean, he'll grow big, kind of, but he won't really ever be a warrior. A hunting patrol enters camp and Lark Song tells Daisy Toe that she would have loved hunting today. Maybe next moon, Daisy Toe says wistfully, once her kits are weaned, Rooktail brings Daisy Toe a squirrel, and she lights up when she sees him. Damn. An apprentice gasps. Goose Kit, is that you? Or just a lump of moss shaped like you? Okay. It's Stormpaw. He's a real tool in this book, who grows up to be Blue Star's dad. Oh. Wait, He's okay. a real tool. Okay, wait a minute. I'm already getting the family tree confused. Okay, so Goosefeather is Blue Star's uncle. Okay, so okay, so Goosefeather. Sorry, I'm literally gotta write this down. So Goose Goosefeather. That's okay. His his mom is Daisy Toe. And his dad is Rooktail. Got it. Okay, Rook Rooktail. And so Goosefeather ha- recently born. And who who else yes. is born with Goosefeather? Uh Mooncat is his sister. So Moonflower, who grows up to be Blue Star's mom. All right, yeah, and then got it, and then and then the other guy we just talked to, Storm, the guy is, who is the most confusing. Stormtail. Yeah, Stormtail. Yeah. Who we just he, I don't really care who parents right now are. Okay, got it. Does do Goosefeather and Mooncat? Do they have any? Do Goosekit and Mooncat have any other siblings? Nope. Just them. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tells Goose Kit, Stormpaw does, that he hasn't seen him outside for days. Look, Rooktail, he says, your sun doesn't melt in the sunlight. He's a little sun. Rooktail tells Stormpaw, a- that's enough. He can go see if the elders need anything. Rookit said that? Uh, Rooktail. Good. Yeah, tell that little brat. Is Stormtail, wait, is Storm, how old is Stormtail right now? Um, he's an apprentice. Oh, gross. Cradle robber. Yeah, maybe you? a little. I mean, it's... Yeah. We, it, we've seen it before. I mean, it's... I don't... We are. We literally yeah. had this discussion already. Yeah. Anyway. Mooncat runs up. She's been practicing the move Stormpaw showed her. And Stormpaw asks if she wants to help him take prey to the elders. Then after, he'll show her another move. Rooktail narrows his eyes. He tells Stormpaw not to let Kits do his duties for him, but Mooncat insists that she wants to help, and she hopes Stormpaw is her mentor when she's an apprentice. Goosekit says of course he won't be, he'll barely be a warrior by then. Mooncat says maybe, but Stormpaw will be the best warrior in ThunderClan, even better than Doestar. <gasps> oh, that's such a good name! 
It's a great name. Uh, canonically, I have... Yes, she is. Okay, I was going to assume somebody didn't want to, like, assume some. They've never mentioned ever seeing a deer, but here's Dostar. <laughs> Maybe they were more common, you know. Maybe. Because, I mean, you saw what happened to the generation of Firestar, so maybe it used to be more of a a woodsy place. Yeah. It's more like a historical name. Also, I was just like, ah, it's weird, but we're not going to point it out. And then they like, the author's like, and here's a scene to remind you that this was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stormpaw shuffles his paws and mutters, uh, they should go feed the elders. Goosekit watches them drag a blackbird over. Two ancient cats sat outside the elder's den sunning themselves, and Goosekit winces as Stormpaw and Moonkit almost collide with a slender white tom, but somehow they missed him and he vanished through the gorse tunnel. Is that a real man? <laughs> I like I'm like what, I'm I'm scared to like when the madness part comes in and I'm I'm really hoping this is like fingers cr- I know I have absolutely no reason to hope for this, but I'm like Please don't be super ableist. <laughs> no, it, he he's Goosefeather isn't mentally ill. Okay. I just when we when they started Not with the title now. of Goosefeather's Madness, I was like, uh-oh. And now I'm a little yeah, bit scared. Same. Goosefeather's curse is much more apt. Yeah, because I was like, from this. what what we discussed, it seemed like he had pretty good grasp on his faculties, but he was a bit like his crap got rocked often by the fact that he had such a close relationship with Star Clan, and I'm sure we'll get Yeah. Adderpaw invites Goosekit to try his mouse. He caught it himself. And this mouse is almost as big as he is. And Goosekit preferred milk, because chewing made his jaws ache. I am three days old. (laughs) Or a couple weeks old, at least, at this point. Doesn't he want it? Adderpaw asks, disappointed. So Goosekit tries to heave it off the pile when a cat shoves him aside. Is that his best friend? Please tell me that's his best friend and or boyfriend. (laughs) Adderpaw tells Nettlebreeze to watch out. There's plenty of prey. Nettlebreeze. Nettlebreeze turns his cloudy gaze to Adderpaw. Did he say something? He twitches his ears and something gross lands on Goosekit, and it's a tick covered in mouse bile. Gross. Is he blind? He's very old. Okay, so he's like he's like a coma or something? When you said cloudy Probably. eyes, I kind of assumed he had something. Yeah. And his yeah. name is Adder? No, this is Nettlebreeze. Nettlebreeze, okay. So Goosekit says to get off him. This is his mouse. <laughs> Doesn't he know the warrior code? Nettlebreeze asks. Elders and kits eat first. I am a kit, Goosekit Goose says. <laughs> <laughs> then he should learn to respect his elders, Nettlebreeze growled. And he places a paw on the mouse and tells Goosekit to leave him to eat in peace. Goosekit fluffs up in indignation, but knows better than to pick a fight with the oldest cat in ThunderClan. Maybe the oldest cat in all of the clans. He probably been was alive when the four great oaks had been acorns. Hat <laughs> sick burn, dude. <laughs> and once he's an apprentice, he'll go to a gathering to see those oaks. And he would meet cats from the other clans, which didn't actually sound very fun. Because Goosekit is already alarmed by how many cats there are in ThunderClan. Our poor little guy has social anxiety. Yeah. Goosekit is about to back into the nursery, but his mother stops him. She wants him to stay outside with her. Doesn't he want to play with his denmates? Goosefeather says he'd rather stay here with her. There are too many cats here. Daisy Toe purrs and tells him that there are no more than usual. These are his clanmates. 
They will always look after him. Stormpaw won't, Goosekick growled. Stormpaw's gonna try and kill him. Daisy Toast stiffens and tells him not to say that. Stormpaw will look out for him, just like all his clanmates. But pictures crowded Goosekit's head, oh, clearly uh, as if it were happening in front of him. Okay, okay. There will be a badger, Goosekit insists, and Stormpaw will leave Goosekit to fight it on his own. Daisy Toe scolds him to stop it. He's never seen a badger. But Goosekit knows what they look like and describes a badger. Daisy Toe wraps her tail around him. He should stop listening to the elders. They're putting mouse-brained ideas into his head. I can't really blame Goose her because I feel like parents in the real world have like issues like acknowledging their children like have issues. So like living in a world where people can have magical abilities and your kid has like unfounded like incomparable magical abilities from like two weeks old yeah but also i literally when you said storm storm kit is or storm paw is gonna kill me i was like oh my god is this a vision and he literally had a vision this is this is probably the earliest i think i've ever so far of what we've seen we've ever seen someone have like a yeah what did what what i wonder why if it was Star Clan or something else that was like, we really need this guy. Goose Kit snuggles into his mother's belly, and he sees in his mind the badger looming over him. I'm gonna be really scared, he muttered. He doesn't <laughs> like badgers. And Stormpaw is the meanest cat in Thunder Clan. Goose Kit is hiding from his den mates. Found you, Poppy Kit says, and she tells him it was a great hiding place. Cloudberry's herbs really hid his scent. And Cloudberry asks if they're playing hide-and-seek in her den again. She's told them not to flatten those ferns. She's the medicine Poppy cat? Poppy Kit rolls her eyes. Medicine Berry- oh, Cloudberry's the medicine cat? Cloudberry, medicine cat. Cloudberry is such a grump. And now it's Goose Kit's turn to find the others, and Moon Kit tells him no cheating. When Goose Kit turns around, the clearing is empty, except for Follow Song, which is a great name. Yeah. And she's Daisy Toe's den mate, so another queen. And she tells Goosefeather good luck. They seem determined to find the best hiding places. Goosekit heads to the nursery first. He's four moons old, so only two moons until he's an apprentice. And he can't wait to learn to hunt and fight. He'll be just like his father, Rooktail. But he doesn't want to learn from Stormpaw like Moonkit. She had stars in her eyes whenever she saw him. Goosekit wants to learn from the best warriors in the clan, like Rooktail or Doestar herself. Okay. Kids, he doesn't find anyone in the big, nursery. big, dreams. Yeah, he does. He knows what he wants. But he hears something by Doestar's den, and he scents familiar cats. He finds Poppy Kit and Rabbit Kit at the base of the rock. Goosekit said he heard them moving around. So he's pretty good at four moons old. He can already track. I was going to say when they were like, don't cheat, as I'm like, does he already like have like weird like connections? But it seems like he's just like very skilled, huh? Yeah. Goosekit begins to search for the others. Hey, a young black and white Tom beckons him to the shadows of the warrior's den. He asks if Goosekit is looking for two kits. He says the dark brown Tom went behind the elder's den and the other one went into those ferns. Oh, no. Cloudberry won't want them by her den again. They would get in trouble. Goosekit thanks the young Tom and bounds off. Who was that? There's a lot of cats in ThunderClan. He doesn't know. Is that a ghost? (laughs) 
In the Elder's Den, he practically falls over Heronkit. So there's just Moonkit left, and he can see the ferns by the medicine den moving. He calls for Moonkit. Is she in there? There's no reply. The smell of herbs masks her scent, but he sees a tiny paw print and a dent in the undergrowth. Goosekit calls to Moonkit that he sees her. She hisses in annoyance, but Goosekit tells her to come on before Cloudberry catches them. Cloudberry pokes her head out and asks if that's Swiftpaw. Goosekit nudges Moonkit into the clearing. Moonkit wails that she can't believe he found her so fast. But like, bro, you were in the place he was just hiding. Yeah. I mean, to be Heron fair, Kit it's not like the worst technique. <laughs> Heron Kit said he found everyone too fast. Goosekit probably cheated. Goosekit says he didn't. But his fur grows hot. He didn't ask that black and white cat to help him. <laughs> Poppy Kit insists that he must have. Goosekit heard Rabbit Kit move. And Poppy Kit hisses that she doesn't believe him. And she doesn't want to play with him anymore. Okay, okay. Heron okay. Kit doesn't want to either. Oh. They'll play something else without Goose Kit. Oh, guys. Moon Kit gives Goose Kit an apologetic look. It does seem like he cheated, she whispered. Whatever. Goose Kit doesn't want to play with them anyways. He'll find an elder to come to tell him stories. A patrol comes back, and Cloudberry asks Windflight if all is well on the borders. Windflight nods, and he asks if Swiftpaw is back. He wants to take her for some training. Cloudberry narrows her eyes. She assumes Swiftpaw had joined the patrol. She hasn't seen her since she left. Windflight says Cloudberry sent her to fetch comfrey leaves and to come straight back. Uh-oh. Flashnose asks if they're talking about Swiftpaw. Is something wrong? Splashnose? Flashnose. 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 Isn't that great? Um, okay. So, is Swiftpaw her, the Cloudberry's daughter? Apprentice? Oh, no, no. Swiftpaw is Windflight's apprentice. Cloudberry doesn't have an apprentice, which okay. is why she borrowed somebody else's. Okay. Um, to go get her some herbs. Um, and Flashnose is Swiftpaw's mother. Got it. So Windflight assures her that there isn't anything wrong. She's just taking longer than expected to fetch herbs. Flashno says Swiftpaw went out before the patrol. Something must have happened. Windflight tries to assure her, but Swiftpaw's mother won't hear it. Flashnose asks if Dostar is back. Cloudberry shakes her head. They're the first patrol to return. Another patrol returns and Flashnose asks if they saw Swiftpaw. Daisy Toe says they haven't seen a whisker of her. Uh-oh. Windflight is still trying to calm Flashnose down, but she hisses that he can't be sure. Swiftpaw's too young to be out on her own. Rooktail says they'll go back out and look for her, and the other cats in his patrol nod in agreement. What was she doing? She was out fetching some herbs for Cloudberry. Got it. So she was told to go get him and come right back. But she is not back. So Daisy Toe herds Goose Kit and Moon Kit back into the nursery. She wants them to stay put until she gets back. But Goose Kit slips back out while the other kits are playing in the nursery. The clearing is empty aside from Cloudberry and the black and white Tom that had helped him earlier. Goose Kit asks if he's an apprentice. He says that's right. Why isn't he looking for Swiftpaw? Can he go find her, please? The Tom says he doesn't think he could by himself. 
and a long-tailed warrior with stripes comes past, and the black-and-white Tom calls to him. He says an apprentice has gone missing. The warrior fixes his eyes on Goosekit and asks which one. Swiftpaw, Goosekit says and describes her. The brown Tom asks if she's small, carrying herbs. Yes, that's her. Oh yes, the warrior says, purring. She was just below sunning rocks in the we- in the reeds. Sunning rocks, flashback, baby. <laughs> Goosefeather tries to call after him when he walks away, but the sun blinds him, and he didn't see where the warrior had gone. But the clearing is beginning to fill up with other returning patrols. Ghosts. Cloudberry was filling them in with what had happened, and Goosekit runs over to the warriors. He takes a deep breath and stretches himself as tall as he can. I know where Swiftpaw is, he blurted. Heads turn to Goosekit. Goosekit says she's in the reeds by sunning rocks. Hollypelt looks skeptical. He's never left the camp. How would he know about reeds by sunning rocks? Goosekit said a warrior told him where Swiftpaw is. Larksong asks who? Goosekit doesn't know. He's not here now. Hair Pounce rolls her eyes, but Goosekit insists that he's not lying. Larksong examines him. She says they'll need to check the whole territory. They may as well start with Sunning Rocks. She asks Mumblefoot. Mumblefoot is a great name. Mumblefoot? Oh my gosh. She asks Mumblefoot and Hollypelt to come with her. Because a kit said so, Hollypelt asks. She doesn't think so. What, what do you guys Doe have Doe Star and Pineheart will be back soon. Okay. They'll organize patrols. I guess. Mumblefoot will go with Larksong, though. And he glances at Goose Kit and says, It would be a pretty funny thing for a kit to make up, don't they think? Thank you. Larksong nods, and the two of them plunge out of camp. Doe Star and Pine Star's patrol returns moments later. Dostar is told about Swiftpaw and the cats who went back out to look for her by Hollypelt. And Dostar sends Pinestar, or blah-woo, Dostar sends Pineheart out with a patrol to the tree-cut place along the two-leg place border. As they leave, Flash knows Rooktail and their patrol returns. They searched all the way to Snake Rocks and back. There's no sign of her. Dostar tells Flash knows that there are warriors spread all over the forest. They will find her. A small, sodden figure stumbles through the gorse. She fell into the water, Swiftpaw. didn't she? Flashnose screeches and flings herself at her daughter. Larksong follows her in, her tortoiseshell pelt dripping with riverweed. Mumblefoot is just as wet. Larksong says Swiftpaw was well and truly stuck. They weren't sure if they could get her out of the reeds. Flashnose purrs. She's safe now. And she looks to Mumblefoot and Larksong. They saved her life. Larksong says it's Goosekit she should thank. He told them where Swiftpaw was. Flashnose asks how he knew and why he didn't tell them immediately. Goosekit says a Dark Tom told him, a warrior. Rooktail asks if he's sure it wasn't Squirrel Whisker. That's such a good name. Goosekit says he knows the difference between a Tom and a she-cat. Pineheart looks at him sternly. He says there are no other dark brown warriors in ThunderClan. Who told Goosekit where Swiftpaw was? Okay. Goosekit told them he... Hmm? Ghosts. (laughs) Goosekit told them he doesn't know the warrior's name. 
Daisy Toe had been with her sister, licking the slime from Swiftpaw, <laughs> when she comes over to stand by Pineheart. She tells him that he needs to tell the truth. Has he been out of camp on his own? Is that how he knew where Swiftpaw was? No, Goose Kit yowls. He is telling the truth. Cloudberry comes over, and she says they don't need to make a fuss about it. Swiftpaw is home, and that's what matters. She tells Daisy Toe to help Flashnose clean her up before she looks at Swiftpaw's leg. And Cloudberry tells Goose Kit to come with her. Okay, I'm glad Cloudberry stepped in there, because I'd be like, hmm. Stop yelling at this baby. Yeah. Goose Kit follows Cloudberry to where Doestar stands, and Doestar asks Cloudberry if something's wrong. Cloudberry isn't sure. She asks Goose Kit to describe the cat, everything he can remember. And Goose Kit checks to make sure that she won't get mad at him. Cloudberry shakes her head. She won't. So Goose Kit describes the Tom. Doestar murmurs that he must be mistaken. Cloudberry shrugs. You would think so. Doestar asks if it's a sign. Cloudberry doesn't see how it would be. She'll talk to Goose Kit. Cloudberry asks Goose Kit if anyone had described that cat to him before. No. And he didn't say his name? No, Goose Kit says, starting to feel frustrated. Cloudberry looks around the clearing. She asks if there are cats here now whose names he doesn't know. Goose Kit shrugs. He doesn't want to get in trouble for not knowing the names of every clanmate. <laughs> there are just so many of them. <gasps> oh! Yeah. Cloudberry gently tells him that it's okay if he doesn't know. So Goose Kit looks around. He says the black and white cat by High Rock washing himself. He's an apprentice. And an elder who tells great stories. She comes to see him in the nursery. And there's a cat beside Nettle Breeze he hasn't seen before. Cloudberry tenses beside him. Tell her about that cat. Goosekit wonders if Cloudberry is losing her sight. <laughs> he says she has pale orange fur and she's watching him as if he's just a kit. Which is funny because Nettle Breeze is very, very old. Oh, it's mom. Cloudberry says they should go ask Nettlebreeze her name. Goosekit thinks it would be more polite to just ask the orange cat directly. But Cloudberry says to let her do the talking. She greets Nettlebreeze and asks if he knows a cat fitting Goosekit's description. Nettlebreeze says that's his mother, Dawnfeather. Why is Cloudberry asking? Did she speak to her from Star Clan? Star Clan? Goosekit yelped. But she's right. Cloudberry slaps her tail over Goose Kit's mouth. <sighs> and she tells Nettlebreeze that she's watching over him. All is well. Nettlebreeze grunts. A nice thought, he's sure. Oh, man. How overwhelming. Right? Cloudberry steers Goose Kit towards her den and tells him that he can talk now. I'm glad that Cloudberry's, like, there, though. Yeah, Cloudberry's great. A real G. Goosekit asks, what's going on? That cat was next to Nettlebreeze the whole time. Why couldn't Cloudberry see her? Because she's dead, Cloudberry says. 
She no, died no many seasons ago. No point bush, huh? Nope. Before Cloudberry came to ThunderClan, and the Tom was B-Tail, he was Oakstar's deputy, a great warrior. B-Tail. Was... He's dead, too? Cloudberry nods. The other cats he described are also dead. She doesn't know them. They must have lived in ThunderClan long ago. Mm. Only Goosekit can see them. No one else. Goosekit says, that's not fair. Why can he see all the dead cats? <laughs> he's like, I like how he's like, he's not just like, oh, this is scary. He's just like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> like, this is weird. This is a, a, kind of an inconvenience because it's going to be so confusing. Cloudberry admits that she doesn't know. StarClan didn't tell her, but she tells Goosekit that he has a great gift, but it's not one all the cats will appreciate. He must keep it to himself. Does he understand that? Oh. Goosekit asks, wouldn't the other cats like to know that their ancestors are here in camp? There's a flash of anger in Cloudberry's eyes. Oh. It doesn't work like that, she spat. Warriors are raised to be suspicious of anything that doesn't come from the warrior code and preferably inside their own boundaries. And Goosekit remembers what his mother told him of Cloudberry. How she came from RiverClan, after ThunderClan's medicine cat Ravenwing was murdered. And he wonders if ThunderClan had been unwelcoming. Whoa, 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 we're just gonna breeze past that? Why do they, like, put in, like, these little bitties of drama that you're just like, ugh? You're going to have to wait to find out, but uh, this is all we get, really, of Cloudberry. Um, But yeah, she was a river clan. She trained as a river clan medicine cat, and ThunderClan was without, so she had to go to ThunderClan. Cloudberry is pacing. She says Goosekit will have to become her apprentice. This isn't what he had planned. He was going to be a great warrior, like (laughs) Rooktail. Is there a single Which, medicine cat who's like, this is what I am intending? Uh, right. It's like, it, it's very frustrating because they seem to like retcon a lot of them where it's like, oh, you thought they wanted to be a medicine cat? Well, actually. And it's like, oh, come on. I mean, I feel like Leafpool did want to be a medicine cat. She just had her like- Oh, for sure. She did have her moment of panic, which I think- Looking at all the other, like, kind of story beats and storylines, I am becoming more and more forgiving of Leafpool's whole thing. Because it was very understandable. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess I was harsh at the time, but but it, I, I prefer it over whatever the whatever happened with uh, Spotted Leaf and um, also whatever, whatever is going on right now with Brambleclaw. Um, yeah. But this is, okay. At least well, Cloudberry we know, says, oh, sorry, Cloudberry wanted to be a medicine cat. She just didn't think she would be here. ThunderClan. Also, ThunderClan, <laughs> again, literally, someone left their entire home to help you guys, like, not straight up die of, like, a green cough or, like, another lame disease and gonna be crappy. Apparently. Also, it's very funny because I was like, man, he must have social anxiety. Um, it's going to be hard for him when he has to like learn like bedside manner. But no, he has social anxiety because he's overwhelmed by the amount of people that are there because he sees like twice the amount of people than everyone yeah. else does. And Daisy Toe's like, this is a normal amount. And he's, he's like, like is this, this is normal? too much. 
Cloudberry says hopefully Star Clan will guide her and train him to use his gift. She stops pacing and stares at him. What does Goose Kit think? Would he like to become a medicine cat? Dostar names Stormtail, Adderfang, and Swift Breeze as warriors, and the clan shouts their names. Okay, so Adderpaw became Adderfang. Yep. Uh, uh, Swift Swiftpaw became Swift Breeze. Became Swift Breeze, sick name. And Poppy? Uh, Poppy is still a kit. Okay, so we got Poppy Kit. We still have a, ra- a rabbit kit, I think. A rabbit kit and a heron kit. Heron kit, kit yep. Yeah. And then who was the other... Who just became warrior? Stormtail? Oh, there he is. He's... Sorry, I'm, like, writing this down. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to get lost. And I have Stormtail up here in, like, the little family tree. And I, I, I labeled mm-hmm. uh, Daisy Toe's mom, Rooktail's dad, Goosefeather, he's there. Moon Kit, now eventually Moonflower's sister, and then <laughs> Stormtail's jerk. Um, and we know Adderfang and Swift Breeze from Blue Star's Prophecy. I don't remember a lot about Adderfang, but um, he was uh, Thistleclaw's mentor, I think. Okay. I just, I thought that was really um, cute where he was trying to be f- friendly with, he's like, eat this mouse, yeah. baby, eat this mouse. It's like an older sibling trying to give their, like, <laughs> baby a t- hamburger. They're like, I'm eating this hamburger, you eat the hamburger. Well, Dostar tells them that she has one more ceremony to perform. They have a new apprentice among them. None of the kits are six months old, though. He, like, skips some steps. It's crazy. Fallow Song glances questioningly at Daisy Toe, and Daisy Toe looks away. Is his mother unhappy that he's being made an apprentice so soon? Moonkit looks to Heron Kit and his littermates. She says, No way! Who's going to be made an apprentice? Dostar calls Goose Kit forward, and he stumbles up to Dostar. Dostar says, Cloudberry is taking Goose Kit to train as a medicine cat. She licks his head and whispers in his ear, Good luck, little one. Cats in the clearing are confused. He's only four moons old. Far too young to be a medicine cat. I feel like I would be able to put it together that this kid who randomly knew where a missing uh, uh, apprentice was, like, oh, hey, maybe they have some potential. But also, um, I'm also not very observant either, so, and we know Thunderclad has a habit, habit of, like, only knowing Goss, and if it's not, if it's, like, too important to the plot, mm-hmm. they'll be like, ah, cares. Cloudberry speaks. As their medicine cat, she asks them to trust her in this, as they do in all other things. She promises this is the right thing. Someone asks if Clan told her to do this. Cloudberry says yes. Their ancestors have chosen a special path for Goosepaw, and she must do everything she can to help him follow that path. To Goosepaw's relief, some cats shout his new name, Larksong, Mumblefoot, and Moonkit. But the other kits glare at him, and Stormtail curls his lip, and an image of a snarling badger flashes across Goosepaw's mind. <laughs> I think it's a little funny, Goosepaw was like, Hey, now that I'm an apprentice, or now that I have these special powers, do you happen to know 
uh, Cloudberry, <laughs> why I sometimes get visions of another one of my uh, litter, or one of the guys I live with just like leaving me to die. Is that like part of this? And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I think he knows. He's a smart kid. I mean, yeah. Dostar goes back to her den and clan life resumes around him. Several other cats nod at him. Not always recognizable cats. And he wonders if they're dead cats. It's not easy to tell the difference. Dang. Metal Breeze growls at him to not get any fancy ideas. Kids becoming apprentices at four moons? Never would have happened in his day. <laughs> Moon Kid appears at his side and says not to listen to him. He's cross because he's covered in ticks. I, I just like that. Ouch. Nettle Breeze has um, three things. Grumpy, old. Actually, four things. Grumpy, old, mom, ghost, ticks. <laughs> just like ticks are ever <laughs> present with this guy. Always ticks. He's just got that blood that they crave. And I don't, it's always the elders. Okay? I know that the elders like are usually not moving as much, but you think that the warriors would get more ticks. I suppose they can't take care of them on themselves as much as the younger cats can. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing is they can't reach the places as easily. Goosepaw apologizes to Mooncat. It's not fair that he was made an apprentice before her. Mooncat says she's proud of him. Why wouldn't she be? He's going to be a medicine cat. But won't she miss him? What is he'll be in Cloudberry's den? But Moonkid is looking past him. She says she'll be fine. And she asks if he thinks she could go talk to Stormtail, or will he think she's a dumb kit now that he's a full warrior? Goosekid says if she's willing to listen to how great he is, he's sure Stormtail would love to talk to her. <laughs> and Moonkid is already trotting towards the warriors. You know and what? Cloudberry is by her den, waiting for Goosepaw. The girl knew what she wanted. The girl knew what she so, wanted, and she got what she wanted. Can we hate on it? Nah, because she knew what she was going for. Like, since she was, like, a, a born, she was like, I have a goal. I'm going to be a warrior, and I'm going to be with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Cloudberry takes him to Mother Mouth. Three cats are watching, so faint he can see the rocks behind them. They nod to him encouragingly and they reach the moonstone where the other medicine cats wait. Echo Snout says she still thinks he's too young. Four moons? Echo Snout, and that's different, uh, a medicine cat? Uh, so Echo Snout had been Cloudberry's mentor in RiverClan. Okay. And she still seemed to think that she could boss the ThunderClan medicine cat around. <sighs> Chiveclaw says if Cloudberry believes his training needs to start now, who are we to argue? Chive Claw! He's WindClan's medicine cat. Yes. Well, Hawkpaw says Chive Claw waited until he was six moons old. Didn't StarClan send him a sign? And this is actually wrong because um, during Blue Star's prophecy, it's noted that um, Hawkheart was trained as a full warrior until StarClan called him to be a medicine cat. Something that Hawkheart seemed to resent. So, that's weird. And Hawkheart's the one who ended up killing Moonflower, too. Oh my god. Yeah. So we just totally just retconned that, I guess. But, um... 
I so this means nothing. Okay, well, I don't is he even gonna have any more lines, so Uh I mean a couple, but not I not mean much. they shouldn't have messed it up, but also I mean it's just one of those little things where it's like you could have even just checked the wiki, my guy. Yeah, this was written in twenty fifteen. There this. was a wiki, huh? Oh yeah, there was a wiki. Goosepaw's nose is getting cold against the moonstone. And he wonders how much trouble he'd get in if he went back out the tunnel. Where's Shadow Clan? Gosh, I can't remember who Shadow Clans is. Uh, but are they there? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Okay, it's fine. Goosepaw. 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 Someone's whispering his name. A pair of eyes gleam in the shadows. Two more appeared. Then more and more. He's surrounded by cats staring at him. A mass of shifting pelts. They have been waiting for him. A long time. A long time. They watched him, they be, watched born. him be born. They now, he must now he must listen to them. They have so much to tell him. Goosepaw steps back, flattening his ears. Wait, he says. There are so many of them. Can they speak one at a time, please? This is stressful. ThunderClan is doomed. ThunderClan is doomed. There will be a cat who burns like fire. Trust no one, not even your clanmates. Too many hearts are fickle. Beware the striped face and snapping teeth. Stop, Goosepaw begs. They're scaring him. The other medicine cats are still sleeping. Which cats are these around him? Why haven't they waited for him in his dreams? So much water, so much water. More, than any more than any cat has seen before. You will, find, you will find friends in unexpected places. Listen to, listen to what midnight tells you. The lake will run red with the blood of brothers. Paw yelps. So, are we getting a tiger star warning all the way back here? We're getting warn. We're we're getting the pro- the new prophecy. We got the prophecy that Leaf Paw got. And. He knows, they tell him everything. So he just got, like, every prophecy that's going, because the fire thing was for Blue Star. Well, the, they're a cat who burns like fire, that's Blue Star and or Fire Star. Right. Um, I don't know about the hearts are fickle. Uh, Beware the striped face, that's definitely the badger. Um, water, more than any cat has seen before, that's the sundrowned place. Right. You will find friends in unexpected places, listen to what Midnight tells yeah, you. Yeah, that's-, that's from... The journey, and the lake will run red. That is the prophecy that Leafpool has been getting in our current arc repeatedly. Maybe the friend's fickle. That's about Tiger Star. <laughs> He's a pretty fickle friend. Maybe. Well, hearts are fickle. Huh. So. So Goosepaw yelps and flees out of the tunnel. The voices follow him. Shadow Clan will soar above you all. Leopard and tiger feast on your bones. Rivers of blood washing away everything the clans have known. They're not even like doing it in order, too. No, they're just throw. They're throwing prophecy spaghetti at this poor child. Guys, he's he four, four months old. old. Get in line. How did you guys? If you were waiting for him so for so long, you could have developed a little more of a bureaucratic method to handle this. Right? Wow. Goosepaw races up the tunnel and he bursts into the open. The Star Clan cat stayed in the tunnel. He was alone. Goosepaw, what are you doing? 
Cloudberry is glaring at him. He can't leave the Moonstone before the ceremony is over. She has to present him as her apprentice before StarClan. The others are waiting. StarClan just, uh, hazed me. Yeah, Gooseboss says StarClan knows who he is already. They came to him with so many prophecies. He couldn't listen to them all. He was so frightened. And they told him terrible things are going to happen. Cloudberry presses herself against him. She tells him that it's all right. Calm down. They'll find a way for him to control these visions. Goosepaw stares at her wildly. They're not visions. These cats are here, all around them. Cloudberry says he'll have to find a way to ignore them. There's more to being a medicine cat than talking to StarClan. And the other cats must see him training in ways they expect. No one must know about his gift. But Goosepaw thinks he doesn't want all these cats around him. He doesn't want to be a medicine cat. Goosepaw looks up at the star-speckled sky. Find some other cat to talk to, Star Clan. <laughs> like, like his, like his niece. He is like, I am. I got fisticuffs up. These guys are just too much sometimes. I'm gonna fight God. He's more just like God. You're like all of you are like a, that was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Paranose is trying to teach him herbs by sunning rocks. But Goosepaw begs for more stories about Leopard Clan. Paranose tells him he's not a kid anymore. He doesn't deserve to be a medicine cat apprentice if he doesn't start learning his herbs. Goosepaw says his brain has melted. He can't remember anything. This is his a ghost friend who tells him stories. Yeah, this is the elder from the beginning. Paranose? Paranose, isn't that cute? I like to think they might have like a little bit of a big nose, a little big of a... Oh, so cute. I love it. Moonpaw asks who he's talking to. Uh, no one? Is he sure? She looks around. Goosepaw asks if she can see anyone. No, but Goosepaw sighs. He just talks to himself sometimes. Moonpaw says that's kind of freaky. <laughs> Cloudberry doesn't do that. Well, he's not Cloudberry. Stormtail calls for Moonpaw. And Goosepaw has to push away the image of the badger. Moonpaw is already bounding towards him. Goosepaw shouts to her that any cat would think he was her mentor. And tells her not to make it so obvious how she feels about him. It'll make his head even bigger. Moonpaw says at least Stormtail is normal. Why does he have to be so different? Mm. And she whisked away. Goosepaw grumpily swept the herbs in a pile. Perno scolds him. Every leaf is worth saving, even in Greenleaf. She says she knows what it's like to be apprenticed as a medicine cat when your den mates are training to be warriors. But there is nothing more important than his clanmates. Goosepaw said it'd be easier to be loyal to them if they didn't treat him like a rogue. But Perno sends him back to treat Nettle Breeze's ticks. And Goosepaw thinks that Moonpaw is lucky to only have one mentor. I have, like, 50 ghosts constantly screaming at me. <laughs> but also, I would love for him to say that, like, directly to Cloudberry. Cloudberry's like, you want to talk about... <laughs> you want to talk about working under these conditions, kid? <laughs> you want to you wanna, uh, talk about clanmates treating you like a rogue? Fight me, child. As he heads back to camp, Goosepaw smells something. 
and his ears are filled with buzzing noise. He smells other cats. Kitty pets? What were they doing so far in ThunderClan territory? He's at the edge of Two Leg Place, and he hears shrieks and yowls from fighting cats. Kitty pets stream over the fence, plunging into the fight, and he can smell that they're tack- attacking a ThunderClan patrol. But are these his clanmates? Or cats from long ago? That's, yeah. Goosepaw tries to make out the cats, but they're moving too fast. He sees a ginger and white kitty pet sink his teeth into a brown tabby neck. And a voice purrs in his ears that those kitty pets are stronger than you'd think. Is this the future? Mm. There's a tortoiseshell she-cat standing beside him watching the fight. He asks who she is. Has she been forgotten so soon? She asks. A cat is flung by a kitty pet and lands at Goosepaw's paws. Then he's back in the ferns, on his way home from Sunning Rocks. But he can't forget the shrieks. He's never been so submerged in a vision before, and he returns to camp shaken. The other apprentices tease him, but he sees Moonpaw frown and forces his fur to lie flat. Cloudberry asks if he has the herbs she had given him. Not quite. (laughs) But he's saved from explaining himself by Pineheart. He's asking if Squirrel Whiskers patrol is back yet. He doesn't know what's taking them so long. Goosepaw freezes. He remembers his vision. The brown tabby who had fallen at his feet, the amber eyes, the long whiskers. Was it Squirrel Whiskers patrol he had seen attacked by kitty pets? He's about to say something, but catches Moonpaw's eye. She wants him to be normal. Oh. And he wasn't sure it was his clanmates in that fight. So he shuts his mouth and grabs some fresh kill. Goosepaw tries eating, but the yowls of frightened cats echo in his ears. All he can smell is fear and blood. Moonpaw asks him if he's okay. He shakes his head and goes to Doestar's den. She invites him in, and Pineheart and Cloudberry are there with her. He tells Cloudberry that he needs to tell her something. Is Pineheart the deputy? Yep. Okay. And he becomes Pinestar. Got it. Who we know in Blue Blue Star's prophecy. Yeah. Goosepaw says he saw something on his way back. He was by the two-leg place, and he was watching ThunderClan cats and kitty pets fight. And he thinks Squirrel Whisker might have been one of those cats. Cloudberry asks if it was a vision of the future. But Goosepaw doesn't know this one felt different, like he was right there. Cloudberry asks if it's happening now. It'd be so wild if he just actually was just there. (laughs) Cloudberry said he did the right thing in telling her. Cloudberry turns back to Doestar and Pineheart. They should send a patrol to find Squirrel Whisker and the others. They could be in trouble. Doestar asks if Starkland sent her a sign. Not me, Cloudberry says, looking at Goosepaw. She thinks they need to treat it seriously. Doestar tells Pineheart to go quickly to Two Leg Place. Really? Because an apprentice said so? Cloudberry lifts her head. And because she says so. 
She and Goosepaw are his medicine cats, remember? Pineheart glares at Cloudberry. Dostar orders him to just go. Don't say anything about the possibility of trouble. But they lose nothing by making sure Squirrel Whiskers' patrol is safe. Which, correct. Dostar looks at Goosepaw, then to Cloudberry. She hopes she was right to trust her. Cloudberry just tells Goosepaw to come. They need to sort their stocks if there are going to be wounds to treat. Goosepaw stops on the way to their den. Cloudberry asks what's wrong. Goosepaw wishes he could have gone with them. Cloudberry reminds him that he's not trained to fight. That's not what medicine cats do. Is he going to help her find these herbs? Since he left a good portion of them somewhere in the woods today. Womp womp. He got, he got confused. The thundering of cats entering camp alerts him and he rushes out to see. Squirrel whiskers on the ground, oozing blood. Oh, jeez. Cloudberry is... Yeah. But she's not dead. Cloudberry is running towards her and she yowls to let her through. The rest of the patrol, Stag Leap, Rockfall, and Flashnose, are all bleeding and battered as well. Rocknose, Stag Leap. Stag Leap and Rockfall. Two that we have not heard before and I do not think we will hear again. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Pineheart is telling Dostar that they were outnumbered by kitty pets. Fallowsong gasps. Thanks, StarClan, Pineheart found them. Rainfur agrees. They were lucky Pineheart went looking for them. Rainfur. Dostar says this had nothing to do with luck. Who's Rainfur? Were they mentioned earlier? Rainfur? Gosh, I don't think they were. <laughs> I feel like there's never been this many. I suppose we have ghosts to combat with as well. But like, I feel like there's yeah. never been this many war- warriors. We'll, uh, we'll hear more. We, we know Rainfur, I think. Yeah, I was like, that, that name sounds Blue familiar. Star's prophecy. Dostar leaps to the high rock and calls the clan together. They need to thank Star Clan for this victory today. And not only Star Clan. She says Squirrel Whisker and her patrol owe their rescue to one of their clanmates. An apprentice, no less. It was Goosepaw's vision that led Pineheart to the attack. Cats of ThunderClan, she says. We have a powerful medicine cat among us. Gotta keep it a secret, though, I thought. Okay, if we're just gonna throw this, just like, yeah. We're not gonna tell, we're not gonna tell anybody about seeing dead people. But this was, this was, you know, uh, this was a vision. I mean, I'm glad it was a vision. He wasn't just, like, sitting, watching people get killed with a ghost. Because that's, like, pretty dark. Yeah. Well, Cloudberry, if you agree, Dostar would like Goosepaw to receive his full name as a sign of their gratitude and pride. Apprentices behind Goosepaw are muttering in disgust. Poppypaw says he's only been training for three moons. And Moonpaw says she's only been training for one moon. It's not fair. I mean... Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, med- usually medicine cats take longer. What makes you so special? A voice growls in Goosepaw's ear. It's Stormtail. He spins around to glare at the warrior. He has no idea what Goosepaw can do. And he sees the badger. He hisses to Stormtail that he knows what he's going to do. Just he wait and see. Stormtail looks baffled. You're weird. 
don't be weird, casually threatens your crush in the most, like, off-putting way possible. <laughs> what a king! Cloudberry steps forward. She tells Doestar that she's very generous, and she will gladly give Goosepaw his full name at the next moon. But she's sure he knows that he still has much to learn, and his training with her will continue until she is called to StarClan. I straight up don't even know what... What, what uh, this this leaf is? That is an oak leaf. Ah! <laughs> Goosepaw ignores the glares of its clanmates. They're just jealous. Squirrel Whisker raises her head just enough to nod gratefully to him. And Goosepaw feels pride stirring in him. No cat sees as much as he does. And he can keep his clan safe forever. Oh. Oh no, kid. Would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Yeah. Well, folks, since this is a b -b 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 bonus episode, uh, why not premiere a new cat facts segment? Cat facts. That is not a cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> stick with me on this one. Okay. We are lucky enough to share this wacky wild world with domesticated house cats. Uh, but what's even wackier is their wild cousins. Um, in my journey to collect uh, cat facts far and wide, I've run into many of these lovely feline friends uh, that are not friendly. They're our friends, but they're not friendly. Um, and okay. while I try to keep our main cat facts segment uh, like semi-related to like our Felis Catus, why not take the opportunity of a bonus episode to talk about some bonus cats? <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit hard to narrow it down, as uh, the Felidae is a rather large family tree. Um, but I, I decided to choose a personal favorite to start with, because we're headed to the chilly steppes of Central Asia to go and visit Palace's cat, also known as the Manual. It might you might also have heard this called the Palace Cat, P A L L. A.S. Yes, I love them. Little fuzzy guys, yeah. So, um, these so fuzzy fiends have been spotted uh, like through a wide range of this region from like Iran to the very top of Mongolia and like southern Russia. Like they cover a very like wide swath of uh, e uh, Central Asia. Um, and uh, they're about the same size as, as an average house cat, which is kind of why I was like, I'll just start with them. They're about about the size of a bird box. <laughs> um, and uh, they have much thicker and, uh, and uh, denser fur, um, which can range from to a gray or tan color uh, that have stripes throughout with specific uh, like kind of zigzag stripes around their eyes and dots on their forehead. Uh, their fur lightens in the winter to assist with their natural camouflage to hide them from predators, mainly snow leopards. Um, and they have short legs and a bushy tail, uh, which doesn't make them really great runners, um, but they make up for it by being really good ambush hunters. One, one word I would use to describe them is round, because they have round face, rounded ears, so round. and something unique to them in the Felidae family, they have round pupils. 
Yeah, so rather than the diamond or the sort of the slit that you often see um, in wild cats and small uh, wild cats, these guys have round pupils, um, which I honestly, like when you first look at them, you I don't think you would really notice. Um, but once you get close, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on, guys. <laughs> uh, so Palace's cats, uh, they get their name from when they were discovered in 1776 by Peter Simon Pallas in Tibet. Uh, Manual comes from their, uh, like, full, um, like, Latin name, which is Otto Colobus Manual. Or Man- Manual. It's M-A-N-U-L. I couldn't find anyone who was actually pronouncing it anywhere, so. And I don't know Latin. <laughs> um, and quick note, Palace. Uh, he was actually originally from Berlin, which at the time was Prussia. So he was pr- uh, a Prussian man. Um, and he was a pretty smart guy. Um, was actually invited by Catherine uh, the Second of Russia to teach and work in Russia. And he made an impact in a lot of different scientific fields. So he was just like the first guy to kind of like write down what what this cat looked like. So he and he actually had, there's a couple animals that have like they're just like Palace's snake, Palace's lizard, <laughs> Palace's cat. So. Um, and he was like, I, I want to call this a manual. And then uh, I think he called it like a feeless manual. And they're like, well, we're going to call it like this more specific name because that's actually what it was. But I'm sure that like uh, folks, since it's like over such like a wide range of area, I'm sure there were other names for this animal um, that just became like the scientifically recognized one. Since at that point, we're like, we should write these down in Western society and all agree on it. Um, so... Uh, there are probably other historic names, um, but what I could find is Palace's cat or Emmanuel. Uh, anyway, Palace's cats are solitary creatures, uh, and I mean that. They spend the majority of their lives, six to eight years, by themselves, and that is preferred. Um, they uh, have sig- a significantly shorter like mating season than uh, most small wild cats. Like it is less than 48 hours, less than two days uh, is like, it's between like 26 to 46 hours is the only time that the ladies are into it. Then you got to go. Um, two months later, that's when they, uh, you know, give birth long after the, the fella has left um, and the, the babies are there. And, about after six, seven-ish months, those babies are full grown and ready to be on their own. So uh, they they just, they do not have time to waste. It, and you even see that in sort of um, their habitat. They When they observed, they seem like going from like 20 to 30 different like dens, uh, like throughout like a mm-hmm. couple, like a couple months. Like they just like, they're you know, because they're not, they're ambush hunters. So it's not like they're like have a certain yeah. area that they kind of stick to. They got to kind of, they stop moving around as much um, during the winter, but they still do. Um, and their main places, uh, since there are, they are like a higher altitude cat, they like kind of rocky crevices, any like pre-built burrows uh, by, you know, one of their favorite, um, uh, uh, one of their favorite preys are the marmots. And so they would use their dens often or like, I don't know, an old stump. They love it. So, mm-hmm. uh, stump. so any like small crevice or, uh, uh, cave will do. Um, when it comes to their population and conservation efforts, uh, they range from 
sort of they had kind of they kind of have an interesting range uh when you look at like different sources most places consider them uh to be a uh, low concern or no co- no concern or like near endangered but the problem is uh these these palace cats are just like so darn sneaky and kind of like have just like <laughs> such a wide range that like uh, in Nepal, they like didn't even know they had them until like some people who were tracking snow leopards were like, "What is that on our trail cam? Oh my god, that's a palace cat! What's that weird round snow leopard?" Uh, like, like I found a video where where like one guy was like, "What is that Garfield? Who is that? A is it a snow leopard kitten?" And then one dude's like, "Oh my god, that's a palace cat! I didn't even know they were in Nepal." Um, so in um. Some places they aren't like considered as endangered because they like have recognizable uh, status, but other places it's a little more different. So um, it's giving conservators some trouble tracking their numbers. Um, and there is some concern due to poaching as their fur is used in some regions. And uh, another concern is their habitat being endangered due to mining or other human interference, which would destroy where they live or also their food source. A lot of their small rodents might be driven away that they depend on for their food um so mm-hmm. while they're mostly uh least concerned to near endangered uh their population in specifically china they are listed as endangered there and critically endangered in turkmenistan um and while they have been uh successfully bred in captivity they unfortunately have the highest mortality rate of captive small wild cats. Um, they don't, oh no, yeah, they don't why? seem to do very well. Um, like a lot of the times the kittens, if they live, they, they, they pass away in infancy. They just, um, and oh. they, they are cats that really need to be in a very specific environment. Um, however, the, folks aren't giving up on them. Um, they're very beloved in their areas where they are native to, and there are groups dedicated to uh, tracking them and keeping them conserved. There are like the, I, I do have one linked um, where they're like, if you if you see one, let us know. Help us track these guys. Like so, um, <laughs> and uh, there have been other efforts um, to make sure their population stays healthy. Um, in uh, 2009, Afghanistan made it illegal. Um, uh, they, they made them a protected animal, which would make it illegal to hunt, trade, um, or, uh, sell their, like, fur, any part of their body. Um, and, and and to be fair, uh, Afghanistan was, like, a smaller amount from what I could see. So, like, they're, like, really trying to take care of the amount that they have. Um, and... And for other conservators in Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati Zoo, in 2011, they had uh, the first successful attempt at artificial insemination um, of a female palace cat and ended up with uh, uh, three successful kits and then, unfortunately, one stillborn kit. But it was successful um, for, you know, the majority of them. So uh, there, there is efforts ongoing to conserve them and to keep their population up, but... uh, also to just try to figure out how many of them there are uh because like in some places they're like oh we got we got plenty of them and other places like well we don't have that many but also we can't find them we didn't even know they were here so uh they're very interesting guys um they're not pets all the ones i'm going to be talking about none of these should be pets they are absolutely wild animals and in particular palace cats uh really need like a certain altitude 
to live in. Like they are made to be in like the steppes and um, like part of uh, 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 this Central Asia that has like really high altitudes. So you can't just fly them to certain places. Uh, they just it don't be good for them. Um, though they're very cute. Um, they belong in the wild and uh, they are just f- fun little loners. <laughs> um, and yeah, main difference between them and the domesticated cat is one, uh, the uh, physical features, round eyes, shorter legs, um, stockier build, and uh, social features. They're on their own. Um, you know, some cats are solitary, like uh, like feral cats, but these guys are like significantly more solitary. Like I don't think. Yeah. Cats will, wild cats will have colonies, too. Exactly, yeah. So, but these guys are just like, nope. We t- even our mating season is literally less than two days because we can't stand it, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is the palace cat, uh, palace's cat. Um, there's an apostrophe S, which I was like, why didn't we just do an apostrophe in this, guys? Uh, and that is uh, our bonus cat for this bonus episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that little bit different cat fact. And probably when we do bonus episodes like this, I'm probably going to be doing probably bonus cats. <laughs> Love it. And I sent you a gif of Amelia Both's animation of Goose Feather. Big Paula's cat energy. Yeah, there. I didn't get into it, but there is um, a, a pretty famous Russian meme of like uh, pet this cat and it's a palace cat, which you don't want to pet. Um, they have, they're pretty well beloved in Russia where they do have a population. And um, uh, I believe Moscow zoo uh, has had a palace cat as their like mascot, like for oh, so many years. I think goose feathers got some. Oh, definitely. Like energy. the rounded ears. Um, that soft little fish. Yeah. I love, they have like, <laughs> they're so round, but then they have these tufts of fur that stick out. Um, and I didn't know so they had such a different range of their color of fur. Um, and so they, they I, I don't know if I, they really depend on camouflage for both their hunting and keeping yeah, safe. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Chapter six? We're gonna not be weird. Failed step one. Good luck. Goosefeather receives his full medicine cat name at the Moonstone. And the unseen cats whisper his name. But the air feels warmer when Sagepaw also cheers his name. I think that might be the um, Shadow Clan Medicine Cat Apprentice. Don't quote me on that. Sagepaw. Echo Snout sniffs. She hopes he doesn't get any fancy ideas about knowing as much as the rest of them. Echo Snout's a very Cloud- good name. <laughs> Cloudberry purrs that Goosefeather knows he'll never stop learning. And Goosefeather fights down a flash of anger. He can do more than any of them. He sees the cats that have gone before and the things that have not happened. They have no idea what powers he has. I'm not too worried about this. Like, I'd be concerned if it was anyone else, but I, like, know how it becomes and he's older. And I'm like, he he just became, I know he just is, like, he doesn't go pa- ma- mad with power. He just goes a little bit mad. Because... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it makes his whole personality uh, of what we saw in Blue Star's Prophecy so much more understandable. Because can you imagine not mm-hmm. only having uh, a Starkland sending you visions, but also, like, constantly being there? I didn't even know you guys hung out this much. I thought you guys were up in the clouds. You guys are telling me you're yeah. hanging out? Or you are apparently not all of you, but sometimes you guys are hanging. Hmm. The voices in his head grow louder. 
Blood will spill blood. Darkness, air, water, and sky will come together. He is a kitty pet. Water will destroy her. Only fire will save the clan. Why will- why- Shut up, Goosefeather <laughs> shouts silently. At least, guys, guys. I suppose maybe they don't even know what order they go in, huh? Maybe, yeah. It's too much. He doesn't know what they're talking about. It makes me... I know we've, like, talked about this before, and we're getting a more of a peek at it, but it makes it seem like Star Clan, they do have, like, a lot of prophecies, but sometimes one just becomes very, very loud. And yeah. also, sometimes they get a whole new one, and then they're usually like, oh my god, this one's new. It must be... It's either gonna happen, like, in a couple years, or, like, recently... Because it's weird that they would know, like, at this point, Firestar's mom, like, isn't even, like, a lot. Like, she's probably, like, a kid. So. Yeah. I'm just, how's. I don't know. I guess it's not as, it's not as bureaucratic as I'd want it. Oh, is, I'm sorry. Is our soul heaven uh, with everyone's ancestors not organized enough for you, Brenna? (laughs) Well, and I, I, before, something that I let out, at one point, Cloudberry has said, you haven't met the most important Star Clan cats. So, like, I kind of wonder if maybe there's two different, like, maybe these guys are, like, hanging down on Earth with, like, all this knowledge. Right, and also... And Goosefeather comes, and they're like, ooh, usually nobody can see us. Yeah, and there's also, like, we always talk a lot about, like, Lion Clan and Tiger Clan, and I almost wonder, is there, like, a... There's our Star Clan with our ancestors, and there's the Mega Ancestors. <laughs> it's time to go, so Goosefeather flees the tunnel, and the voices fade. His gift is special. He knows this. He has no choice but to serve his clan as a medicine cat. But at the Moonstone far underground, his gift feels more than he could possibly bear. Cloudberry is telling Goosefeather that they'll need borage as well. At this rate, he'll be bringing back half the forest for her. Can he take one of the apprentices with him? As far as Cloudberry is concerned, he is an apprentice. It was Dostar's idea to give him his full name, not hers. (laughs) Goosefeather says he earned it. He saw that patrol get attacked. Dostar's like, I just wanted to give him props. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. Cloudberry says that his visions are a gift from Star Clan. Everything else will have to be learned. Now go fetch those herbs while they're still green. As he's leaving, there's a patrol of mentors and apprentices. Goosefeather nods to them, but they just stare. Why did they treat him like an outcast? Haters gonna hate. Even Moonpaw looks at the ground when he walks past. Rabbitpaw hisses that... He shouldn't think he's better than them just because he got his name. Mumblefoot growls that he heard that, but doesn't make Rabbitpaw apologize. Larksong, her belly swollen with kits, blinks sympathetically. She says they just need time to get used to the idea of such a young medicine cat. Not my problem, Goosefeather shrugs. (laughs) And literally, like, no one even said anything. Like, he didn't even say that. Right? They're just like, we're just gonna hate on you because we're jealous. It's like, okay, guys, make it more obvious. Goosefeather goes to grab Comfrey. Some grows halfway to four trees. 
He's picking them when Stormtail bursts through the bracken. He pauses and snarls to watch out, then vanishes into the brambles. There's a single moment of stillness, and Goosefeather suddenly knows exactly what's about I to happen. I was going to be like, oh no. He'd known since he was the tiniest kit, and in a way, he's been waiting for this his whole life. Man, he's like, I'm about to die. The badger bellows in rage when it finds him. Goosefeather braces himself. It's far bigger than he had imagined, but the face was the same. And there's no time to recall fighting moves that he'd seen the other apprentices practicing. He curls into a ball, feeling the terror he'd felt as a kit flood through him. Daisy Toe, he whispered. The badger lands over him, trapping him before holding him down with a massive paw. The claws sank into Goosefeather's pelt. He wonders if this is how it ends. If he sees a dead cat now, will they be coming to take him to Starclan? Dark. The badger is troubled by his lack of resistance. Is this thing dead? <laughs> it rolls him over and sniffs him, <gasps> and suddenly Goosefeather knows that he doesn't want to die. Go, man. He screeches and bucks wildly to free himself, but it lunges for him again, and he doesn't know what to do. All he knows are herbs and dead cats. Help me, he yowled. The badger slaps Goosefeather to the ground with a paw. Get off him, someone shrieks. Leave him alone. There's a small silver shape clinging to the badger's back. Goosefeather asks Moonpaw what she's oh doing. My God. Saving him, mouse brain, she says, claws in the badger's oh. neck. He needs to get out while he can. Goosefeather scrambles out of reach, but he can't leave Moonpaw to fight on her own. But there's nothing he can do to help her. He hears the thrumming of paws. Warriors arrive, Daisy Toe among them, and they chase the badger away. Only Moonpaw remained. She asks if Goosefeather's there. He's here. He crawls out of the brambles. She saved his life, thank you! Goosefeather stands up and tries to rub his muzzle against her head, but she ducks away. Moonpaw hisses that he shouldn't be out here on his own if he can't defend himself. Okay. She can't believe he was given a full name when he doesn't know how to fight. L literally, that like, no one... I don't know why. I also... It doesn't make sense to me either. They should at least give them basic training. It's like being being a combat medic, but also, like, no, no, no combat part of it. Like, they don't give you any trial of that. I mean... Usually they do learn, but he's also only been an apprentice for three moons. You know? Yeah. So it's like, like I wouldn't start him with any fighting training until at least he was six moons. And even then, that's not usually what they start them with. So. Mm. Goosefeather shakes his head. Wait, it's not his fault the badger attacked him. It was Stormtail. Moonpaw cuts him off. He's going to blame Stormtail for this? Who does he think found the patrol and told them what was happening? She can't believe him. He put all their lives in danger. Moonpaw won't always be here to save him. She brushes past him and bounds after what the patrol. What was he supposed to do? He was being murdered. And, like, Moonpaw came and took that badger on by herself. Right. Like, Stormtail 
what kind of great war many warriors have taken a badger on and, and like they just let her go like, on her own like maybe she was the fastest but like yeah but still you know she or you know what storm storm she didn't could've need stopped and been like go run tell them there's badgers coming and like turned around and fought the badger off yeah yeah that probably would have been the best or he could have been like come with me Only come on one of turn around run like that was also an option yeah so not really i like okay stormtail didn't necessarily lead the badger to him but he's a full-grown warrior yeah goose feather is barely a baby yeah like yeah <laughs> i'd say you're lucky purred a soft voice it's the same tortoiseshell she-cat that he saw by the kitty pet fight. He asks who she is. She'd be insulted that he doesn't know, but she can't blame ThunderClan for wanting to forget about her. But she knows all about Goosefeather and what he sees. She could help him if he'd like. I know this isn't uh, Spotted Leaf, but I'm giving Spotted Leaf vibes. Goosefeather asks her if she's going to show him another vision. She snorts and asks why he's so concerned about the future. He needs to live in the real world, too. I would love the opportunity. He needs to learn some- He's like, I would absolutely love huh? it, uh, but y'all won't leave me alone. Oh, yeah. You guys just will not stop bothering me. He needs to learn some fighting moves, or any cat can flay his pelt. And there's powerful muscles beneath her thick fur. And she tells him that there's no- warrior better to teach him how to fight i know she's evil but like okay buff and evil like i mean i don't know she's evil but i'm getting those vibes you know goosefeather says he could ask any of his clanmates to teach him he doesn't need her help she says softly that she thinks he does need her help after all not even his sister offered to help him even after she'd seen him being half eaten by a badger Goosefeather snaps at her to leave him alone. The she-cat springs at him, claws unsheathed. He stumbled backwards, landing in the leaves. The cat tells him to get up. When she does that again, ducks sideways. She asks if he's ready. And Goosefeather nods. And this time he ducks. He pokes his eye on some bracken, but she doesn't hit him. Ow. Better, she cries. Now it's his turn. Goosefeather says he only needs to defend himself. He won't be attacking anyone. She hisses that he'll be useless if he can't fight his enemy. She tells him to come at her. So Goosefeather springs and he, she easily sends him sprawling. She tells him to try again like he means it. Pretend she's just clawed his mother's eyes oh, out. Who, who is this scary lady? He's able to land a blow on her neck. Much better, she says. Now some ground moves. And they train well into dusk. Goosefeather wonders if a medicine cat should know how to cause this much pain. Can't heal it if you can't feel it. <laughs> but then he remembers Moonpaw blaming him for not being able to defend himself against the badger. She brings the training to a halt. They've done enough for today. He may not be ready to take on another badger, but he should hold his own against a cat. Goosefather thanks her sincerely. He can't believe he didn't know any of this before. 
and the cat teases him not to go looking for an excuse to practice on Stormtail. She knows Stormtail? How could I not? The guy's got the ego the size of a dinner plate. Oh, she knows every single one of them. Goosefeather asks for her name. But we're going to learn more about her at another time. But, like, who is she? Do we not even get to know? Well, we've, we've got a whole novella we're going through. And you know what? She's got her own novella. So we'll, uh, we'll get there eventually. On his way back, Moonpaw is heading towards him. She's been looking for him. She's really sorry for running off. She was just frightened for him. They drove the badger off the territory. He'll be safe now. This is like a 360. Goosefather shrugs. She or was 180. Right. He needs to learn to take care of himself. A hot buff gal came and showed me how. I, he's like, uh, where was I for the past 30 minutes? Um, being con- a little uh, confused, but like not in the worst way I've ever been confused. Moonpaw says he's a medicine cat. It's a warrior's duty to keep him Who safe. Who put her right? Right? Her mom came and <laughs> cuffed her on the ears. It's like, oh, apologize to your brother. She's like, I don't know what happened, but I can figure it out. She follows him as he starts to head to camp. She offers to show him some moves. Windflight says she's doing really well. Goosefeather tells her not to worry. He'll figure something out on his own. Moonpaw protests. He can't be on his own all the time. Doesn't he get lonely? It's not normal not having friends. Goosefather stops and hisses at her. Doesn't she understand? This is his normal. She just needs to get used to it because nothing is going to change. He turns from her and runs into camp. Stormtail is by the fresh kill pile. Goosefeather walks up and puts his muzzle close to his ear. I know what you did. He left Goosefeather alone with that badger because he wanted him to get hurt. Stormtail turns to him, bristling. Don't be absurd, he ran to fetch help. Goosefeather said he brought that badger to him deliberately. If he had died, his blood would be on Stormtail's paws. Moonpaw saved his life. Thank Starclan for his brave sister, then, Stormtail purrs. She's a wonderful cat. I, wow. Goosefeather snarls to leave her out this of This is, like, making me super hate their whole relationship even more, like... Yeah, he was already, a, like, kind of an absent father who didn't really seem to have interest in Moonpaw. Yeah. He was just like, I just so. want strong... He, he reminds me a bit of a, a Henry VIII kind of guy. He's like, I want a strong, uh, uh, like, heir. And then instead, the heir he didn't want ends up being the most powerful, or one of the most powerful people that I've never had. He's interrupted by Small Ear. Cladberry needs him in the nursery. Larksong is having her kits. Goosefeather glares at Stormtail before following. This isn't over, he spat. Good, he's here, Cloudberry says. And she tells Larksong that Goosefeather has arrived just in time to welcome her first Welcome to kit. birth. One more push. That's be gross <laughs> and overly detailed. Don't worry. I've um, I've, I've uh, really parsed this one. Thank you. Every part Thank of this novella Thank you, brave down, soldier, for worry. doing that for me. <laughs> Cloudberry nudges the kit to Goosefeather and tells him to clean him up. She purrs to Larksong that she has a beautiful son. But there's another. Don't give up now. And it's not long until there's a second kit. Another Tom. Goosefeather stares in awe as the kit he was cleaning nuzzled into Larksong's belly. 
Amazing, he breathed. Cladberry agrees softly. She'll never get tired of this moment. The second kit joins his brother and begins to suckle. Cloudberry says they'll freshen up her nest and leave her in peace. Goosefeather rests a paw on the kit he had just cleaned, and at once images burst into his head. The moonstone, the scent of herbs, a gaping wound patched with cobweb, a glittering night full of stars. Goosefeather looks up at Cloudberry. He's going to be a medicine cat, he breathes. Where have you been? (laughs) He places his paw on the other kit, and he sees four giant oak trees, feels the great rock beneath his paws, hears the roar of battle and tastes the sweetness of victory in the cries of his warriors. Goosefeather declares that this one will be leader. Oh, oh, he's figuring out what they what they are. Yeah. Wait, so the first kit... What the kits are going to be. Speckletail? No, spe- that's Spotted Leaf? No, no, no. This is um, Feather Whisker and Sunstar. Oh, right. I forgot Feather Whisker was his apprentice. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, I know we're back of even further generation, I gotta remember. Yeah. He tells Cloudberry that these, they need to tell Dostar. These kits are truly special. But Cloudberry blocks his way, and she tells him fiercely that every kit is special. Goosefeather may think he knows what's going to happen, but StarClan knows better than any of them. I will not stand for eugenics. Let these kits grow up like any other, without the burden of knowing their future. Goosefeather frowned. He didn't get the chance to grow up like the other kits, he growls. Cloudberry knew he was going to be a medicine cat. Cloudberry sighs. He was always different. She knows it's hard, but he needs to keep what he saw to himself this time. Cloudberry rests her tail on his shoulder. He has a very precious gift, and sometimes it will feel like a burden. But she believes StarClan gave it to him for a reason, so he must always be grateful for it and treat it with care. She glances at the kits nuzzled into Larksong's belly. Now, they should leave these perfect little bundles to get some rest. It's time to tell their clanmates the good news. I wonder if she wanted to be a mom. As the moons pass to Leaf Bear, more kits are born. Goosefeather can hardly fit in the nursery. Hare Pounce had given birth to Speckle Kit and White Kit, and Rainfur had Dapple Kit, Tawny Kit, and Thrush Kit. So these are cats yeah. that we know as adults. Cloudberry insists on dealing with the birds alone. Goosefeather knew that she didn't want him touching them for fear he would see their entire future unroll. Larksong's kit, Sun Kit, and Feather Kit grew into strong little cats. Goosefeather watches them and comments, but Cloudberry tells him that he sees their future every time he looks at them. Don't let them blind him to what's happening in the present. Goosefeather growls that he can't take away what he's seen. Sunkit grows up to be our leader. That makes him special. I don't remember him. All kits are special. I don't remember the Sunkit, so I don't think he makes it. Sunstar. I don't remember him. He's Blue He's Blue Star's mentor. Mm, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> 
He was in love with he was in love with Moon Moonflower. Ah, this sucks. And obviously Blue Star was his deputy. That sounds right. I yeah. just don't remember I just I mean, don't remember is. anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, it's okay. All kits are special. Cloudberry flashes back. To their mothers, they are the most perfect creatures that have ever walked the forest. But they are medicine cats and they must treat their clanmates as equals. He should know this by now. Doestar approaches. She asks if every cat has eaten. Cloudberry says almost, and she offers Doestar the remains of a squirrel. But Doestar insists that she save it for the queens. She's not hungry. Uh-oh. Cloudberry says that she has to eat. Her warriors don't want her to starve. Doestar says there are too many mouths to feed. Three litters born at the start of Leaf Bear? How will they feed them all? Like we always do, Cloudberry insists, with clever hunting. She needs to trust her warriors. ThunderClan will survive. Goosefeather looks at his own prey. It's plump and thick-furred. If StarClan sent such healthy prey, they would hardly notice Leaf Bear pass through the forest. Of course, Goosefeather's never really had a Leaf Bear. He's never known. It winter. he has. It is kind of hard to wrap my brain around that this boy is such a little little boy, and they've already thrown so much at him. Yup, poor guy. Wow, Starkland. Here's more. Goosefeather wakes to a bitterly cold den. He's too restless to sleep. Camp is quiet, and it's so cold he could barely breathe. But he hears a faint moaning coming from one of the dens. He runs into the clearing and stops dead in horror. His clanmates staggered around him, ribs sticking out of scab-crusted pelts. Wails of pain and the steady keening of a cat lost in grief fill the hollow. Squirrel whisker and rooktail claw at the empty space where the fresh kill pile had been. And a ginger shape was slumped in the clearing, dead. No cats paid attention to it. They stepped over the dead cat, blinded and numb from hunger. Other cats watched from the edge of the clearing, pelts sleek and glossy, bellies plump with food. They watched with eyes full of sorrow. These are the Star Clan cats he saw every day among his clanmates. Waves of grief came off of them as they watched the living cats starve. He sees Daisy Toast stumble to the fresh kill pile and lean on Rooktail. He said he would go hunting, she rasped. Rooktail did. There was no prey in the snow. We're all going to die, Squirrel Whisker wailed. No, Goosefeather yowled. He won't let this happen. And then the cats vanished. And Goosefeather was alone in the clearing. Yikes. He races to Dostar's den and wakes her. He wails that the clan is starving. This leaf bear is too harsh. There is no prey and they are all going to die. I just woke up. Dostar bounds to him and presses her shoulder against him. She feels warm and solid. She tells him to calm down. Did he have a vision? Goosefeather nods. It was snowy and cold. Colder than it's ever been. The fresh kill pile were empty. Cats were dying from hunger. Pineheart enters. He was returning from Dirt Place and saw Goosefeather come in. Dostar tells him that Goosefeather had a vision. It seems that this will be a harder leaf bear than usual. Her voice is even, but Goosefeather feels her heart thudding beneath her fur. 
Pinehart asks if the vision showed him any way to survive. There's an edge to his voice, and Goosefeather pushes away the urge to hiss at him. One day, Pinehart would be leader, and Goosefeather his only medicine cat. He has to keep peace and win his trust. Goosefeather answers no, but they have a chance to do something now that they've been warned. Dostar nods. She wants Cloudberry to hear this. So once they catch Cloudberry up, they think of solutions. Dostar asks if they could find a different source of prey. They could expand the territory, send cats into Two-Leg Place. Pineheart can't see... Pineheart can't see warriors being happy about that. But they could expand into Tree-Cut Place without being challenged. Cloudberry murmurs that there's something they could try. When she was a kitten river clan, there was a very cold leaf bear. The river froze, trapping all the fish. But some warriors broke off a piece of ice, and there was a fish, stone cold and dead. When the warmth of the den melted it, it was a perfect piece of fresh kill. Somehow the ice had kept it fresh. Okay. Dostar says... Maybe the same thing happens in the ground. We've discovered refrigeration! This is refrigeration. Like, this is how people refrigerate things. Why do we forget this? <laughs> so maybe they could bury their fresh kill, and it would freeze, then they could dig it up when they needed it. Goosefeather nods. They could store enough food to last until New Leaf. Pineheart says he'll split the patrols, and the apprentices can hunt instead of doing battle training. Dostar tells Goosefeather not to tell anyone about his vision. She doesn't want anyone to panic. Goosefeather thinks that this is what always happens. Dostar and Cloudberry are always concerned about how his clanmates might react to his power. But what about him? Don't they worry about what he feels, carrying the weight of ThunderClan's future by himself? Nope. In three days, the camp had been transformed. There's large holes dotting the clearing, dug up by warriors. How do they... Goosefeather is weaving... I was just curious how they, like, are like, yeah, guys, uh, we're just gonna do, like, we're gonna do this whole thing. Why? Uh... Reasons. Well, maybe, maybe they're gonna say Goosefeather saw a harsh winter. They're not gonna talk about, you know... Him seeing people, like, dying. The starving cats stumbling yeah. around camp. Goosefeather is weaving between them when Stormtail looks up from a fresh hole. Is this something to do with you? He growled. Goosefeather says Dostar wants to be sure they're prepared for Leaf Bear. Has he forgotten how many kits have been born this moon? So I guess they're using the excuse that they just had three litters of yeah, kits. Yeah, that's, that's good. Stormtail says they've never done anything like this before. Has he been seeing things? Very busy. Goosefeather leaned in close to him. He'd better believe he can see the future. <laughs> Isn't he curious about what's going to happen to him? I like how he's like, I'm going to keep it. But Goosefeather turns away without letting I'm him I'm going to keep it secret except for this clown. I'm going to threaten this guy. Goosefeather slips out of the gorse tunnel and into the woods. For a while, B-Tail kept silent company beside him. He headed for snake rocks for catmint. Cloudberry wanted to preserve some and he hears a hunting patrol by Two-Lake Place, Rabbit Paw and Moon Paw among them. 
At Snake Rocks, he sees a vision. A vision of the past. It's the past of a cat. And after he sees it, that cat is there. What's the matter? she asks. He looks as if he just saw a fox eat his own mother. Goosefeather asks her about the vision. Is that what really happened? She looks surprised. She says, of course. Is this... Is She hates every cat in Thunder Oh, wow, Clan. yeah, but it's our tabby lady, huh? But she helped him, Goosefeather reminded her. She showed him how to fight after the badger attacked him. That wasn't hate. Her eyes gleam. She growls that she has no need to punish him. Goosefeather is doomed already. Star Clan has seen to that. Yikes! Goosefeather demands to know what she means. But she's already walking away. He shouts after her to come back. Why does she think he's doomed? She has to tell him. But she had vanished. And Goosefeather is left standing alone, breathless with fear. All these visions, he thinks. And yet, he's never seen his own future. That's a little scary. We have two more chapters left. Ah! Star is announcing the birth of the three litters at the gathering. Houndstar, ShadowClan's leader, muddle, mutters to Volstar of RiverClan. So close to Leafbear? Warriors won't like having to catch prey for so many hungry mouths. And Dostar must have overheard. Because she continues that ThunderClan is well prepared for Leafbear. And her clan will grow strong through the coldest moons. And she'll bring them their new apprentices when the warm weather returns. ThunderClan cheers in the hollow. Chiveclaw tells Cloudberry that she's going to be busy with all those little ones. Cloudberry nods. Thanks, Starkland, they are all fit and well. Noisy, though. In my day, kids didn't... They would decide when they would be born and when it would be convenient. It's like, oh my... No. Cloudberry retorts that in Echo Snout's day, she was one of those kids in her care, and she doesn't remember ever being quiet <coughs> at all. A brisk wind rattles the trees. Houndstar says they should get home before the rain starts. He calls Shadow Clan, and the clans break off smoothly and head back to their territories. Goosefeather is running beside his mother. Daisy Toe is limping from an ache in her haunch. And Goosefeather realizes with shock that his mother is growing old. That's hard. And he stays close to her as they made their way to camp. In the medicine den, Cloudberry shakes her pelt. She said she'd rather it be cold than wet. This weather gets into her bones now. She climbs stiffly into her nest and curls up. Goosefeather puts feathers on her flanks to keep her warm. And Goosefeather tells her that the wind is strong enough to blow the rain away. It'll be dry by dawn. But it wasn't. Goosefeather wakes to the rain falling hard outside. Warriors are at the edges of the clearing, hunched against the wind and rain. The fresh kill pile is sitting in a brackish puddle. Pinehart is saying that they'll have to move it to higher ground. Mist Pelt emerges from the Elder's Den, an- another name we have not heard before and will not hear again, and makes her way towards the dirt place. She hisses as her paws sank into the mud. 
Whose bright idea was it to dig up half the clearing, she muttered. They'll all sink if it keeps raining. Goosefeather looks at the freshly turned soil that marked the fresh kill stores. Each one was bubbling with liquid sludge. And he pictures the prey underneath, soaked and festering. Goosefeather yowls to Pineheart. The fresh kill will be ruined. They need to dig it up and bring it somewhere dry. Pineheart said they only just buried it. Where else could they put it? The ground will be soaked everywhere. Goosefeather is already digging up the nearest hole. He says they can't waste time thinking about that. They need to dig it up before it rots. Pineheart is summoning warriors from their dens. Hairpounce races to start digging next to Goosefeather. Hairpounce hits a vole. They're able to pull it out with a squelch. Goosefeather looks at it with dismay. The vole's flanks were caved in, the flesh having been eaten away by fat white oh! maggots. They writhed in the shriveled ah! fur. You spared me from childbirth, but not from maggots? Yeah. That's fair. The vole stank worse than crow food. Greasy slime oozed out and onto Goosefeather's paws. Okay. It's ruined, Hairpounce whispered. And around them, warriors dug up more rotten prey. Soaked, maggoty, and wasted away to nothing. Their stores had been useless. Goosefeather looks up. Dostar is below the high rock, eyes dark with fear. Pineheart stands next to her, his tail lashing as he promises to send out more patrols to restock the stores. But the weight is cold in Goosefeather's belly. His vision was going to come true. There's nothing he can do to save his clanmates from starvation. It's like you're talking about the That's So Raven rules. <sighs> I mean, that, yeah. Doesn't matter what you do, it's gonna come true. There you go, guys. Hair Pounce died first. She refused to eat a mouthful from the moment they dug up the rotten prey. She had given all her morsels to her kits. The rain stopped, the snow came. Mm. The silence of the forest was pierced by moans of pain and hunger. Pineheart kept sending out hunting patrols, and they kept coming back empty-pawed. At least they tried. I know it's, like, not much consolation, but they did try. Goosefeather and Cloudberry turned their paws raw, digging in the snow for leaves to soothe bellyache and ward off coughs and fever. Flashnose died from a bout of sickness. No. Stagleap and Hollypelt faded soon after. By the time Nettlebreeze collapsed dead, sprawled in the clearing on his way back from Dirt Place, no cats were strong enough to move his body. A circle of Star Clan cats gathered around Nettlebreeze's body, their pelts noticeably shiny amid the mangy, dull-eyed warriors. Goosefeather stares down at the ginger cat's stiffening body. Swift Breeze staggers past, almost tripping over his legs. Careful, Goosefeather hisses. Slipperies looks to him with dull eyes. He can't feel anything now. And she sounds so old. 
Goosefeather insists that he still deserves respect. And this is who he had seen mm-hmm. in the vision. He's too weak to move Nettle Breeze, but he tucks his legs under him so no one else would fall. Cloudberry limps towards him. She looks hollow beneath her white fur. Her teeth seem too large for her mouth. She tells him that Rabbit Paw dug up some worms today. She's sharing them with Rainfur in the kits. Does Goosefeather want any? He gags, picturing the worms, and says he's okay. Cloudberry whispers that they did everything they could. And it's not his fault that they couldn't stop this from happening. The rain spoiling their prey was bad luck. Goosefeather looks at her. He says there's no such thing as bad luck. Only destiny. He knew this was coming, but somehow everything he did just made it worse. Goosefeather leaves camp and walks in the silent forest. How had he thought his visions were a gift? Star Clan hadn't blessed him. They had cursed oh, him. Oh, name drop! He would name drop! Boo, 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 boo. Woo! He would always know the worst that would happen, and he would always be powerless to change it. He was doomed. Goosefeather? It's Paranose. She looks more alive than any of his clanmates, and he inhales her sweet leaf fresh scent. She murmurs that she's seen what's happening in ThunderClan, and her heart breaks for them all. Goosefeather closes his eyes and fights the urge to wail like a kit. He can't believe there was nothing he could do to stop it. He knew it was coming. Pernose licks the top of his head. She tells him that he walks a difficult path, and he must learn that it is not his role to change the future. Instead, all he can do is shine a light through the darkness like the tiniest flame. His clanmates must deal with their destinies as they unfold. He can't be responsible for all of them. Goosefather lets out a long sigh. Then his gift is useless. Without power, everything he sees, everything he knows, will bring him nothing but pain. He lifts his head and yowls to the sky. StarClan, why have you done this to me? Last chapter, chapter uh, 10. Wow, this has been a little bit of a bummer, but it's been interesting. Yeah. The snow didn't last forever. The forest thawed, the days grew longer. ThunderClan cats emerged, weak and blinking, from the moons of darkness and horror. On the first day of sunshine, Dostar gives the apprentices their warrior names. They fought the hunger beside them with the courage of lions and the loyalty of true warriors. Moonflower, Poppy Dawn, Heronwing, and Rabbit Leap. Their clan welcomes them. Goosefeather shouts his sister's name with pride, and he sees Stormtail watching Moonflower with a light in his eyes that made Goosefeather's stomach <laughs> Same. Ugh. Gross. Of all the warriors, would Moonflower really choose him for a mate? 
but he doesn't need a vision to know the answer. Cloudberry wheezes beside him. Goosefeather tells her to go lay down in the sun. He'll go forage for cat mint today. She should take some. Cloudberry insists that she's fine. I thought, like, that last scene when we were uh, talking with Nettlebreeze, we were going to have a moment where he's talking to someone who's, who has died and uh, he thinks they're still alive. So I'm, like, a little worried. Oh. Yeah. If that that's going to happen. That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Have? Oh, do they not do that? I suppose only have a chapter left. No, that would have been really cool. I thought that was going to happen. Like, he's just so surrounded by death at this point. He's like, oh, and he's like talking to his mom right now. And she's like, I'm already dead, kid. <laughs> Cloudberry insists that she's fine, but they do need herbs. Speckle Kit was complaining of a belly ache. And she thinks it's because of this is the first good feed she's gotten since Hair Pounce died. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, oh, you've never had this much food before. Oh. Rainfur had brought the kits into the clearing to watch the ceremony, and she had suckled all five kits after Hair Pounce's death. She looked like a ragged pelt draped over empty bones. But all the kits had survived. Ugh. And Rainfur was given the first choice of every piece of fresh kill now that Prey had returned to the forest. That's... Ugh. What a yeah. queen. That's that's the what that's I'm not going to try to bring up any bitterness of the current, what we're going through in second season, but it's like, or second, but it's like, that's who we should be uh, getting death-like uh, <laughs> lessons from. <sighs> yeah. The moms. That's what the leaders do. That's what the leaders go through. They're like, here's mm -hmm. every birth and death and motherhood trauma. Boom. Cloudberry tells him to see if he can find Sherville, too. Goosefeather asks, surprised, if there's sickness in the camp. Cloudberry says carefully that it's always good to have some in stock, but he sees her eyes dart to Doestar. She's as thin as her clanmates, her pelt ragged and her breath rasping. As she passed, Goosefeather sees her eyes are sore and oozing, oh. and she smells like dirt place. Oh, oh. Goosefeather whispers to Cloudberry and asks if she's sick. Cloudberry tells him that she'll look after Doestar herself. Don't let any other cat into the den. Food and soaked moss can be left outside. Whatever herbs Goosefeather can find, bring them straight to her. She tells Goosefeather not to let any cat know that Doestar is ill. This is her last life. They don't want to panic the clan too much at the thought of losing ah, their leader. They might be used to it at this point. She rests... That might be like kind of like, all right, I mean, why not <laughs> at this point? Yeah, she rests a tail on Goosefeather's shoulder. A medicine cat keeps many secrets. Goosefeather runs into the forest and grabs every medicine he can find. Nothing could hurt Doestar now, and one of them might unexpectedly help. He sends Moonflower to get soaked moss, and he finds the biggest mouse and brings it to the den beneath High Rock. Cloudberry asks if he's alone, and she tells him not to let any other cat near. She looks at Goosefeather and asks him quietly if he would stay here tonight. She, she would like to know that he's close by. 
Of course, Goosefeather whispers. He settles outside the den and watches the stars appear. And he prays that Star Clan watches over Dostar, let her live and see her clan well again. He is woken by Cloudberry at the entrance of the den. She's gone. Goosefeather swallows his grief. Shall he help wash her? Cloudberry shook her head. She'll do it. And no cat must come near her during the vigil. Whatever sickness she had, they can't let it spread. Everyone is too weak to fight it. Goosefeather wants to wail, but what about her? But he says nothing. He knows what Cloudberry was doing, and he could only honor her by following Uh, her wishes. I'm scared. Cloudberry hauls Dostar out of the den as the sun started to set. Goosefeather had warned his clanmates to stay back, and they watch in horrified silence as Cloudberry staggered across the clearing. She laid her down in the center and looked around. She says they can honor their leader without putting themselves in danger from her sickness. Please, for their own sake, stay back. She lays down and rests her nose against Dostar's cheek. One by one, the ThunderClan cats walked past at a careful distance. Fallowsong is coughing, and he needs to remember to give her catmint. She doesn't have green cough yet, but he doesn't want to take the chance. When Goosefeather looks at Dostar's unmoving body, he sees another cat stretched out beside her. Cold, lifeless, white fur stirring faintly in the breeze. They would be sitting vigil for Cloudberry soon. And he'd be left as ThunderClan's only medicine cat. And he's trying to recall all the herbs he needs to restock as he dozed off. Cloudberry wakes him at dawn. She's going to bury Dostar. He must take Pineheart to the Moonstone for his ceremony. She's too weak to make the journey. Goosefeather nods, numb. He feels as if Cloudberry were being pulled away from him. Cloudberry tells him that he's been a good apprentice, and he will be a good medicine cat. He must trust his instinct and remember everything she taught him. Cloudberry leans her forehead against him. Goodbye, my friend. Goosefeather struggles to speak around the lump in his throat. I don't want to leave you, he whispered. But I must leave you, Cloudberry replies. He's not the only cat powerless to change the future. She does not envy what he can see. And he must learn to live with the most terrible knowledge. But put his clan first in all things, and may Star Clan light your path always. Cloudberry turns away, leaving Goosefeather chilled with sorrow. Pineheart comes up and asks softly if they should go. His eyes are wet with grief. He looks to Dostar. He never thought this would happen so soon. He doesn't know if he'll be half the leader that she was. Goosefeather tells him that Dostar will watch over him from Star Clan, and Pineheart will be fine. Hope flickers in his eyes. Really? Has he had a vision? 
Goosefeather nods distractedly. Come, they have a long journey ahead of them. They were the new leader in Medicine Cat. The future lay on their shoulders. Mm. They reached Mother Mouth as night fell. It had taken longer since they were both so weak from the great hunger. They don't speak before laying next to the glittering moonstone. Goosefeather feels the eyes watching him from around the cave, heard the whispers just beyond his hearing, but he ignores them. He finds himself in a clearing in the forest, not some place he recognized exactly, but there were familiar scents. Pine Star stood in the center, surrounded by nine cats with starlit fur. Pear Nose is there, and she nods to Goosefeather. One by one, they give Pine Star a life. For courage, for loyalty, for knowing when to fight and when to pursue peace, Pernose gives him a life for appreciating the work of a medicine cat and trusting the wisdom of his companion throughout his life. Valid! As the ninth cat steps forward, Goosefeather's ears start to buzz. Guys, can you behave for like one time? I was like, oh, wow. They're, I was going to say, like, oh, they're doing so well. And then they immediately are like, we got to tell you so many things. The grassy clearing vanishes and Goosefeather is in a garden outside oh. a two-leg den. His heart pounds with fear. He's going to jump over the fence back into the I forest. I this one. But there's a cat. A sturdy, thick-furred cat with a reddish-brown pelt. I know this one. It's Pine Star. Oh, right! Pine Star! Yeah, Pine Star. A two-leg steps out, and Goosefeather watches Pine Star arch himself against its legs. Goosefeather staggers back and tries to call out to his leader. But no sound comes out. Pine Star rears up and pats the two-leg on its knees, then follows it into the den, the door closing with a snap. Goosefeather stares in horror. Then he's back in the clearing. The Star Clan cats are gone. Pine Star stands in front of him, trembling with excitement. I received my nine lives, he whispered. Goosefeather nods, and Pear Nose's words ring in his ears. It is not his role to change the future. Okay, it's like so wild that he knew the whole time. I mean, not the whole time, but he knew like when he became leader. Uh, also would have been kind of cool if they hadn't shown him that and Goosefeather like had a mental breakdown because he was like, <gasps> how could I have not known? <laughs> but I think he's been through enough. So this is just yeah. another like, oh, crap. Goosefeather knows that Pine Star is going to betray his clanmates, Doe Star, every part of the warrior code by leaving the forest to become a kitty pet. Every sunrise from now, Goosefather would wake and wonder if this was the day his leader would abandon his clan. He can't tell any cat, not even Pine Star, because that's not his duty. He can only wait and watch. Goosefather was, as always, cursed to keep his knowledge a secret. He had seen the future, and there was nothing he could do to change it. Wow. <sighs> yeah, that's a that's a rough one. Not it was a good story though. It was, it was interesting. I think it's just I think that was just enough of what we needed. You know? 
I think if we went yeah. any further, we would risk like doing what we do with some of the retroactive uh, uh, novels where we kind of like mess up yeah. <laughs> some things or make things a little confusing. Yeah. Um. So I think it was good because it gave it gave us like we know now we now know like why Goosefeather was so connected to Starkland. How could he not be? They wouldn't leave him alone. Um. And why he was yeah. such like a unique medicine cat. Um but Yeah. And I guess maybe why Pine Star like trusted him, but also Didn't quite get him. You know, there were some yeah. points where he was losing mm-hmm. that trust. And maybe it was the rotting prey that started that. And I'd know? also kind of, I mean, I think uh, th- this should just to take this as an interpretation. It might not be canon, maybe. Like, the vole thing kind of makes sense, because, it, it, like, he might not get his visions, like, a regular way, like, in his sleep, and his dreams. He seems to just, like, get them, and he's not really sure what's, like, reality and what, and also sometimes class just tell him stuff. So, I'm almost like, yeah. wow, I wonder if he just got better as he got older to be like, oh, well, I saw this here. Like, he gives reasons that we think are weird, because we know other medicine cats, but, like, the other people are like, oh, this is just how he gets his visions. Like, you know, he's like, I mean, I'm, he could, I mean, the vole thing could have been so like very real. He was like, oh, I'm gonna eat this vole. And then, you know, ooh, that's so Raven. Whoosh, wash, you know? Um, But I was like, why is he like justifying it in this weird way? And it kind of makes sense now why he felt the need to justify his visions because his powers came to him so early and so strong. It yeah. was a lot for him to handle. And the fact, also, the fact that Goosefeather didn't become evil. Let's yeah, go, go Goosefeather. Feather. He, like, there was, like, a moment where he was like, I'm so powerful. But in reality, he was like, I just want this one guy to stay with my sister. Okay, couldn't do that. I guess I'll just do other stuff. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, and I mean, he has that moment where he, you know, his visions save right. people. You know, he saved Swiftpaw, he saved Squirrel Whisker, and he's like, I can always save my clan from anything. And then, you know, we get to the winter where, obviously, we do the Vats of right. Raven. Try to and, fight the future, it ends up having you know, anyway. He can't save them. So it's like, oh, actually, I cannot change the future. I can't stop my sister from dating this guy. I need to let things happen, but also, like, inform people where I can. And it sucks that Pine Star just, like, never really had that trust with him but also pine star never had that trust with anyone it seems because you know he ended up doing what he did yeah i mean and i mean maybe they had a strained relationship because yeah, of this i think that's very valid you know because i mean how much did Goosefeather trust him then i mean even though he's like i can't tell anyone i feel like it would strain you know he knows so maybe that strain his yeah. relationship Happy 20th. Yeah, 20. Um, Folks, tell us your favorite warrior cat memory in the past 20 years. How are you going to celebrate the 20th uh, anniversary of warrior cats? Um, And uh, I hope you all enjoyed uh, this special bonus episode. Uh, And, you know, you can always reach us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. And you can always email us at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this bonus episode, uh, one way you can help out the podcast is to share it with a friend. Be like, hey, 
this isn't even a regular episode. You don't have to, like, you have to know maybe, like, a little bit, but, like, you really don't need to, like, be caught up at all. You can just listen to this one. Um, I mean, we do reference, like, a little bit of what's going on right now, what we're currently reading, but basically, I I think most folks do know the second series if they're fans. So, unless they're reading along, which some folks have done. Um, But, yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this bonus episode. We uh, definitely enjoyed making it. Um, Yeah, I gotta go uh, sit down and just drink. I know, I'm just like, I was like gonna do other things today. I'm like, I think I might not. (laughs) (laughs) I had set aside this whole day, honestly. I was like, I was like, "Mm, I have a birthday to go to tonight. This is when we have to stop. And you're like, oh God, I hope we're not going that long. Happy belated birthday, Nicola. I mean, it's their birthday today. <laughs> but by the time this comes out, it's late. Happy I, birthday. I think we did pretty well. Because we, we also recorded a, a regular episode before this, so. We did. Yeah. We did a good job. We did very good. You did Thank very you. good. Thank you. I hope it wasn't too... I, I, I was trying to, you know, jump in where it was appropriate. <laughs> um, yes, yes. I think you did, you did all very right. good. Well, folks, uh, happy birthday, warrior cats. Um, thank you, Aaron's. Happy birthday, Warrior Cats. Uh, happy yeah, it's going to be your day, birthday. Uh, bur- happy birthday to my mom. Myself. That's going to be in a couple days, too, uh, when this comes out. Happy birthday to your um, mom. Yeah, and, and thank you, Aaron's, uh, new and old, but not all the old ones. And um, uh, thank you to everyone for listening. We uh, hope this is a good thank you for uh, bonus. And on to the next one. On to the next, because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) 